Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. I have the great fortune today to be welcoming back an amazing repeat guest, Yannick Silver, who's been called a cosmic catalyst, a maverick mischief maker, and a galactic goofball. In English, he's redefining how business has been played in the 21st century at the intersection of more profits, more fun, and more impact. He's the creator of the Cosmic Journal, the author of Evolved Enterprise, and the founder of Maverick 1000. Yannick, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Seth. Thanks for having me back. My pleasure. So you are doing some amazing things, including building a network of top entrepreneurs and visionary leaders making a difference in the world. Um, you've worn matching mermaid tails with Sir Richard Branson, among many other things. You've partnered with Sarah Blakely from Space, Tony Hawks, Tony Shea, the late Tony Shea, Tim Ferriss, yeah. and many others. So um, how did this evolution in your business and your life come about? Uh, yeah, good question. Uh, you know, from, I think it, I call it a cosmic alarm clock. It's this, uh, this little, like, almost like a little voice that you have inside your head that might get louder and louder. You can either hit snooze on that cosmic alarm clock or, or actually answer it. And for me, it was about 12 years ago. Uh, I, I think I've had multiple, but, but the most recent one, the biggest one, I think was 12 years ago. And I asked myself a really simple question, which was, am I happy? Would I be happy doing what I'm doing 10 years from now? And when I was honest, the answer was no. Um, you know, I was making a lot of money. I was helping a lot of people, but it just wasn't the fullest fulfillment of what I thought my skill set was. Yeah, you were, you were, you've been a household name in the marketing and internet marketing and digital space for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and it's funny because uh, I just, you know, I, when I sat back, I just wasn't, you know, I didn't think that, you know, if, if I look back and I'm like, okay, well, that's all I did was help people make more money online. Even though, like, there's no shortage of people that would walk up to me at a conference or somewhere and they're like, you know, you changed my life. And that is incredibly gratifying, obviously. Uh, you know, someone who's selling guitar lessons online or, or uh, I had one, one guy who was in college and his mom accused him of dealing drugs because he was uh, making so much money selling uh, how to take an engine out of a Honda Accord, move it into a Honda Civic and so forth. So, you know, it, it, was, it was close, but it wasn't quite there. And, and then that started this whole other journey uh, which, which has been the most little, you know, sideways, but evolutionary journey I've, I've ever experienced. All right. Well, let's talk about that. Um, I know obviously the longer version of the journeys in the books and we'll send everybody to go get them. Talk a little bit about some of the lessons you learned as you've evolved over the last 12 years. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the big, you know, so I, I talk to entrepreneurs, especially, you know, you mentioned visionary entrepreneurs. Uh, so I work a lot with seven, eight, nine figure entrepreneurs who've been incredibly successful, whatever they define as success. And a lot of times what they thought, what they wanted wasn't it. And, and for, for many people that, that takes the form of like, you have to get to it before you realize that it might not be it. And I know it sounds like kind of cliched and so forth, but, but it, it really becomes, okay, so the question is now what? And, and so a lot of entrepreneurs are like, well, you know, so for me, for instance, um, I said, you know, I want to be a millionaire by age 30. And I set that as a goal, it came from an immigrant family, came from Russia when I was three years old. And, and so I grew up in a family business. And, and, and so that was, that was a, a, you know, a really big goal for me and it drove me. And then I became a millionaire at age 31. But then I was like, okay, well, what's the next goal? You know, become a decamillionaire or whatever. And that didn't have the same juice to it. And so many entrepreneurs just kind of continue on being like, oh, I want to build, like I had two conversations the last two weeks with people that are like, I want to build a hundred million dollar business. I'm like, great, why? And we got to that second why. It, there wasn't a real real, real reason behind it, aside from, you know, it just seems good. And then obviously you have pivoted a number of times along the way. So how, talk a little bit about uh, the Maverick 1000 group and how that's come about and how it's uh, created some amazing opportunities um, to up-level all of the participants. Sure. The, uh, you know, so Maverick started, you know, from that one question that I mentioned and, and I, I'm a big journaler and in my journal, I started looking at, okay, what would make me happy? And it was these three interconnected circles. It was, uh, I, I drew a, a dollar sign, a heart and a, and a happy face. And, and this little Venn diagram of, of that was Maverick. And originally it was just like adventure travel trips and, and out in the middle of nowhere, doom buggy racing, whatever. We'd have business sessions. We'd have a, a charity element mentoring young kids about entrepreneurship. So it had all those elements. And then uh, I lost about $40,000 on that first trip. And, you know, I'm like, all right, that's fine. That's a, you know, an investment. And then it was about $400,000. And it really forced me to look at, okay, what is my why here? And my why was not to build an adventure travel company. It was to change the way business is played. And, and so I kept sort of doubling down and, and burning the, the ships in a way. You know, I, I got rid of other things that were potentially really lucrative, but weren't fully fitting this, this vision of what was next. Um, I talk to entrepreneurs a lot about connecting your head, which is your business side, your marketing side, connecting your heart, which is the impact you want to make in the world, and then your higher purpose. Like, why were you even, you know, why are you here? And, and so when I started getting more and more in alignment with that, you know, one of my favorite exercises is actually using my non-dominant hand, which is your, you know, for me, is my left hand. And I asked, a, a, you know, I think your questions dictate your answers. And so I asked, what would my 111-year-old self tell me? And the answer was, light a thousand suns who each have the potential of lighting another thousand suns. Wow. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. And so we changed the name from Maverick Business Adventures to Maverick 1000 to represent that, that idea of like, you know, one entrepreneur can change an industry, but a thousand could, could change the world. And so that's what we do is bring them together in a unique way where they're, uh, so now that dollar sign has actually changed to a tree and there's a little subtle difference, but it really represents growth. So it's growth impact fund. So growing yourself, growing your business, but really evolving yourself and evolving your business is a, is a huge component of this. And, and you can get business advice and you know, consulting from a lot of places. There's a lot of groups, a lot of networks that are mostly around the business. This really 
is like, what is the 360? What is the holistic view of how do we show up for our greatest work in the world? And, and it's, you know, I think pretty different uh, to find people that truly get others at that level. That is beautiful. What would you say to someone, another entrepreneur who's having that cosmic alarm clock go off and they're not sure how to handle it? Should they press snooze? Where should they, what do they do next? How do they cope with that shakeup in their world? It, it's a difficult question. Like, so, so many people think, oh, you know, once I'm successful, it's easy. Um, and, and there's a success trap that happens because now your identity is really wrapped up in your success uh, or, or your perceived success or, you know, your, your net worth uh, being directly correlated to your self-worth. And so, especially when you're like looking at, okay, what, what do I want to do? So I, I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs. I, we talk about falling back in love with your business because there's, there's a stage one, which is you're jumping out of the airplane and you're building the parachute on the way down. Of, you know, you have that idea. And then stage two is like, things are going up and up and up. You're getting accolades, you're getting press, you're, you know, the profits are going up. And then at some point there's this kind of plateau that happens. And, and so you're either going to be um, almost like sucked back in where like this golden handcuffs is one term where, where you keep doing what you've done before because you know it works and you know it well, but you're, a little bit of your soul dies almost like every single day. And then the other thing is making this leap. And it really is a leap um, because what worked before is not going to work totally the same way anymore. And you have to make that leap to connecting your head, your heart, your higher purpose. And that's uh, like, like the stage four. So you're, you're making evolutionary leap and, and you're going to come back to the same things that you're good at, but just kind of in a different way. Um, you, know, you start really reevaluating. I talk about DARE as a good acronym for this. And so this is about like discovering your strengths, activating them, re-remembering who you truly are, and then evolving. So having a new way of evolving. So, you know, in the intro, you were mentioning Tony Shea. He's a really interesting sort of case study where, where his first success was this company, Link Exchange. It did really, really well, but then he hated the culture. And then so Zappos was the next sort of iteration from him, this next evolutionary iteration, uh, where he, originally he was just an investor. He wanted to just become a venture capitalist, but that was his biggest investment. And then he took over as CEO. And then it was really just a big experiment in culture. And, and that's what he loved. And then, you know, once he was sort of complacent with Zappos, um, the next thing was how do we change the culture of an entire city? And that was a downtown project. And, um, you know, so he was always, you know, this incredible visionary. Uh, but the other thing is, and, you know, he and I, we've, we've been friends, and, and, but over the last couple of years, we hadn't been in touch a lot. But, but it's a, a bit of a sad tale that's starting to come out where, like, as a visionary, you need also people around you that can call you out on some of the stuff that's happening because you can maybe get lost in your own. Like, uh, I used to say that, there's a very thin line, or my wife would say that there's a very thin line between being a visionary and seeing visions. And, and you know, she, she'd be like, well, I, I don't know exactly, because sometimes you could go on, on either side of that, that thin line. And, and so you need also those, those people that can help bring you back into, okay, what, what, what is it that you want to be doing in the world truly? But, and they don't have a, a, a vested interest. Like they're, it's not, the only thing they care about is your fullest flourishing. Wow. There's so much. I mean, we could do a whole interview on what you just said. I'd like to unpack one part of it. You alluded to something like the systems and the beliefs that got you to the level you are won't get you to the next level of evolution. 
how do you reinvent yourself, your process, your business to serve at that next highest level? This is where it gets difficult and it's an answer that um, it's not the, you know, the, the trite sort of answer because just that process, it's almost like you're, you're walking a pathless path at, at that point that you have some, some sort of trail markers from others that have, that have, that have left that, the, their marks, but it's not the same because before it was like, okay, here's the color by numbers. Here's the sort of, you know, that process. But now it, it's like, it, it's different. It's, it's like, you have to truly get present with yourself. It's, it's a much more of an inner knowing um, and, and trusting yourself at this deeper level. And that only comes from, um, you know, for, for me, it was this process of surrendering. There's a great book, uh, you know, Michael Singer wrote a book called Surrender Experiments. And he actually ended up through this process of surrendering to whatever life was presenting to him, being the CEO of, of, of a very big company, in fact. But he never would have imagined that and especially never would have imagined if that was like his ultimate goal that he sort of strived for originally. And, and so it's, this is really counterintuitive. Uh, it sometimes feels very, I don't know, uh, you know, people will we'll talk about like this, this notion of uh, just like this fuzzy, warm, nebulous, like, but, but that's what it comes down to at that point, because it's it's really a spiritual process at, at that point, and and then you know you do need some guides, but the guides are only pointing you in the direction. They're not they can't do it for you at that point. Um, and you're coming back like you're you're the process. Like some, for me, journaling is a huge part of this process, uh, where where you can really get deep into into what is going on in, in your world and what is your greatest intention and what is what's showing up for you right now. You are you've kind of gotten semi-separately famous for your visual communications, otherwise known as doodles. Yeah. Um, what inspires you to start communicating that way? And how did that evolve into the Cosmic Journal? <laughs> uh, well, so as a kid, so again, you know, this whole idea, like we keep coming back to the things that, that we loved or there's a, you know, you mentioned, how do you make that leap? And one, one thing that I can point to, and this is interesting because this question talks about it and remind me of it is like, what did you love to do when you're about six or seven to eight to about maybe 15 is kind of this, this golden period. And like, one of the things I loved was, was cartooning and doodling and so forth. Like I, I wanted to be a professional hockey player and then a cartoonist in the off season was my idea. And I definitely did not become a professional hockey player. I still play uh, a bit of men's league hockey and uh, I coach my, my son's travel team, but but the doodling part, like, it's really funny, like, that went away for a long, long time. And then um, when I was writing the book, Evolved Enterprise, so in my journaling, uh, in my process, and, like, I would pick up pictures that I really liked, and I would just draw them sometimes. But, but there was never a, a real thing with it. And then in the book, Evolved Enterprise, which I put out a couple of years ago, um, I had a, a deadline that I set with a friend of mine that was holding me accountable to it. And it was literally, like, at midnight on that night. And I'm just like, ah, oh, there's something missing. And, and so I went back and I'm like, all right, I'm going to add my own doodles to this. And as soon as I did that, like I had this surge of energy and I was up to like four or five o'clock in the morning, just adding doodles. And it just really added a whole new element to it. And then this cosmic journal, um, that that's really the most inflow random project that's turned into something that I've ever created, where it started as like a challenge to myself to create a piece of art every single day. And I said, you know, what would I love to do? And it was it was this journaling. And so I created a page every single day for 108 days. And uh, no matter what time it was, no matter what I had, wherever I was traveling, 
And then when my friends saw it and decided to publish a little limited edition for me, which looks like this, this little uh, vegan leather version. And then uh, I got a breakfast meeting with the president of Hay House and, and he loved it. I mean, he's seen everything in the transformational space. And he's like, we, we, we want to publish this thing. And so it turned into this really beautiful work. That is absolutely fantastic. We know your time's incredibly valuable. We appreciate you spending it with us. Talk a little bit um, about your work with Richard Branson and Virgin Unite. Yeah, so so Richard um, has always been one of my biggest business heroes. Uh, you know, I, I, just the fact of like having four hundred some businesses that he has interest in in different ways and capacities. The way he says yes to life, the way he's so adventurous, the way he uh, you know brings global leaders together for for change in the world. And it's actually a fascinating thing for entrepreneurs and really anyone to look at. I call this the golden shadow, which is, uh, you know, who do you look at as a hero? Because at your highest essence, you have that same characteristic and so forth. And so I wrote, um, I had something called my ultimate uh, life list. And it was like, you know, what did I want to do or who do I want to meet and things I want to do. And uh, it's not as big of a part of my life anymore. But at that point, it was a really big sort of, you know, almost like a mini goal setting way. And I said, you know, have lunch with Richard Branson. And now it's probably turned into maybe, I don't know, 50 lunches with, with Richard. And uh, it's, it, 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 which is also another funny aside because, uh, you know, I, I think that I have this plaque on my, on my desk and it says, trust, trust the universe is even more in store for you than you can imagine. And, and it's just this idea like, you know, if I had only, like if, if, if the universe only gave me what I had asked for at that point, then it would have just been one fleeting sort of moment and, and not really what it's turned into now. And, uh, and so we host an event there once a, once a year where we bring entrepreneurs to Necker Island and we've done it to his other safari locations and different things like that, where we get together and talk about these ideas of how business can be a greater uh, difference maker in the world. And so that's really the, the theme of what we do. And that's where Virgin Unite comes in. You've accomplished so much and evolved so many times. What do you like best about what you're doing now? <laughs> uh, what I like best about it right now is that it, it really, like this Cosmic Journal for sure has felt like the greatest expression of who I am, uh, where, where it, it's about, you know, where you could just flip to a page, it works like an oracle, you just flip to a page and it has a message for you. And uh, I don't know if you got one there handy. Yeah, um, I, I do not, but we will be ordering in bulk right after this. Yeah, well, we can, uh, so actually, won't we do this? You tell, tell me when to stop. Stop. So the page is this. It says, your, your open door awaits. And uh, I'll, I'll send you the image of this if you want to include it in the notes and, and anything like that. But it says, you're always just one decision away from walking through the open door of your divine destiny. Sometimes you can't see that it's a door, but it's always, it always is and it's waiting there for you to walk through. It might mean changing your friends, changing your habits, your identity, your place here. There's no lock on the door, no ogre or guardian. The limit is only how much you're willing to step fully to the other side, realizing things will never be the same again. So, you know, it, it goes on from there, but it's probably a good little, you know, it attaches to what exactly what we're talking about right now um, and, and walking through that door and making that decision. Um, and, and most times, you know, I talk about following your heart Many times it's scary, but but never wrong, and and it does feel like this this leap, and and that's what no matter where you are on this spectrum of reinventing or evolving or wherever you are in, in business, um, there, there's you're going to continue going through that same process over and over again, and 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 just know that it's 
it, it's it's available for you to to walk through that door. I think that's a great place to leave it. That is beautiful. I got goosebumps. Um, for our folks who are watching and listening and want to learn more, where is the best place for us to send them? Uh, you can go to cosmicjournal.com or evolvedenterprise.com. All right. This has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Yannick Silver of cosmicjournal.com and evolvedenterprise.com. Yannick, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Seth. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.